The views and opinions heard on PS You Got This are being expressed by the hosts and guests. Yet does not necessarily reflect everyone's thoughts, ideas, and opinions. Any content provided by our hosts and slash or guests are of their opinion and are not intended to offend any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual or anyone or anything. The content and discussion in this podcast will necessarily engage with topics, news, current events, and things we choose to talk about every week. If you feel offended or triggered by our opinions, let us know why and we can have a conversation. Thank you. Enjoy. PH Universe. Tonight, we got a special interview with Tyrone Dixon from the podcast, The Quality of Love. He is a certified love and relationship coach. And tonight, going to be one of them crazy shows, but at the same time, we got somebody brand new on with us. So let's go ahead and get this party rolling. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me, and I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. But, so, how long have you been, you know, doing the Quality of Love podcast? Uh, Quality of Love has been in existence for 10 months now, actually. 10 months. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, the PS has been around for going on three years. Oh, okay. Don't call um, it a comeback. We've been here for years. Nice. <laughs> right. So you guys are seasoned vets in the podcast game. Well, um, here's the thing about it. I mean, we don't have the greatest following like, you know, Joe Rogan and, you know, other people out there on these, um, you know, things, whatever and stuff. But we get we get stuff done, you know, and mm-hmm. um, um, the other, other co-host, me and J.D., we started this a couple of years ago doing videos on YouTube and then we turned it to a podcast and all that. And we brought in Gashes Clay and we've been running this I mean, for quite a while now. But, yeah, it's the idea of. You know, getting a message out there, trying to communicate with folks, trying to connect with folks, and that's that's the whole idea, how I did behind it. Nice. But we nice. keep it that's we keep fantastic. it real, we keep it raw though. That's the only thing. That's, that's the only kicker bucket. So, and we have we put a disclaimer up to let everybody know. You know, we will talk about things that offend people. We will talk about things that might not people not might not agree disagree, uh, agree with. And I tell folks, you get offended, write on the back a twenty dollar bill, send it to me, and I'll address it completely. <laughs> But now your podcast, your podcast. Um, that's a good. That's a good. Oh yeah, definitely. I learned that from a buddy of mine. Oh, uh, now it's funny because we're well, not funny, but I'm just asking questions. Um, you, you, um, podcast description also says that you're a licensed, um, love and life coach. Yes, sir. Certified. Yes, sir. Certified. Now I'm yes, curious, sir. how did how that come about? Um, actually, uh, going back a couple years now. I um, was involved with a coach myself, and what he did was he recommended that I become a life coach. Right. Um, so I, re- I reached out and I got in contact with um, the school. Was at the time it was called the Life Coach of Orange County. It's now okay. called the It's now called the Life Coach Institute. And uh, I got involved with them. I went down and did their did their coaching certification process, which I felt was been or the most beneficial to me because it allowed for a national certification under under your name or under your, your coaching title. So um, from there, I, I started coaching within the community. And not soon after, I started to realize that a lot of what I was dealing with was relationship stuff. And right, I got right. Yeah, yeah. 
I, know, I noticed that because I, I listened to several episodes. Um, but like I said, one of them that did ca- catch my ear a lot was when you said you first started talking about setting up or getting started out. You did a bunch of episodes and set them aside, you know, put them in mm-hmm. the bin. And you want to wait mm-hmm. till you get your whole setup and everything. But like me, when I first started um, doing videos about three years ago, just myself. Dude, I had a broomstick, a rubber band, and a broken tel- and TV, you know, uh, uh, telephone. That's how I did my video. And the video came out really good, but my setup mm-hmm. was garbage. But I, I wanted to get that message out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what it's all about. And, and just similar to that, for me, it was, it was I got to a point where uh, I had got furloughed at my job from COVID. And I had these, this, these podcast episodes already pretty much queued up and ready to go, minus the, the equipment, of course. In the right. setup, and once I got the equipment and set up in place, I'm like, you know what? Let's go for it. And fortunately, it it, it offered me the time. COVID offered me the time and, and opportunity to do so. So, um, I can honestly say, without COVID, uh, the quality of love would probably still be on the shelf right now. See, that's sad because, like I said, I actually listen to your shows, and um, I, I get the idea. Now, myself, you can't you can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of deal, but I still understand things, and I pick up different things, and I I appreciate you know different things. Um, I, I'm half a century now, so when I listen to all your you know your love topics and your um individuals, or you know how to you know love and respect and you know um singles and relationships and so I'm like, yeah, but I already passed those stages, you know, so I'm like. I'm 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 trying to figure out you know who are your who's your gear um target audience is it you know, you know people in their twenties and thirties or is it anybody or you know what's the deal? I think really it, it is anyone. Um, I tend to to gravitate or have gravitated to an audience of millennials and and kind of young professionals. But for right. me, it it really is. I I want to maximize on my ability to affect people. So I really look to affect and impact the the most people I possibly can. And one of the things that that's important for me to, especially when I'm sitting down doing like a one on one coaching session is to have people realize that, like you said, you're never too old to learn new things um, and, and learning new things. is It can be uncomfortable to start off. But once you really go towards pushing yourself outside the comfort zone, you can find some amazing things out about yourself. Oh yeah, well, right. I, I'm I, I'm I'm a firm believer in that because I've been walking this path for like a half a century, you know. So yeah, I've been down that road and still walking it, you know. Sometimes yeah, I, I take a high really. path or stumble or fall down, but I get back up and keep going on because yes, I mean, the journey's all journey's always the thing for me. Yes, sir. Well, 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 I was gonna say time in is like well, if I may time in, I was gonna say yeah, yeah. You know, when I ran across him, it's like I ran across that like first episode. You know, he always mentioned that he's a He's a certified, you know, life coach Loving, or certif- yeah. certified, um, what do you call Loving it? Loving life coach. Li- life and relationship coach. Yeah. yeah, life and relationship coach. That's what I, that's yep. what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the things, you know, I'm, I ain't even made it to my, to my uh, co-host age yet. I'm still just about to turn 34 next month. I still hit my head a few times. There's a few things yeah. I can learn. I mean, still young buck, still young buck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The few now, things I can learn, especially especially about dealing with stress and how to you know deal with people, and, and you know also learning how to deal with you know depression and stuff like that. Because I've been around people that have it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Really, man. 
And it's like it's like it's also like I said, I listened to um a couple of episodes and a lot of things um spoke out to me because I got questions about because I'm curious and you don't have to give me your exact age, but um what decade are you in? Are you twenties or thirties? <laughs> Actually I am thirty two years old. I'll be thirty three in April. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I'll think. Um I don't know if you remember this or not, but like when I was a kid back in the eighties, there was a program called EST. E S T. And it's pretty much a um, support group, you know, life building, you know, encouragement and esteem, you know. What, and they have seminars because, you know, back then, right. there wasn't no videos, wasn't no podcasts. So mm-hmm. they'd have seminars and they would charge people to come in there. But basically, it was like AA for grown folks with depression and, you know, low self-esteem and stuff like that. And But the idea was to get them to build their confidence up and not mm-hmm. be complacent and, you know, just, you know, be – um outgoing if you will but that don't work for everybody and it's the same thing with love because i mean my personal philosophy on it is i don't really believe love is an emotion i think love is a concept now mm-hmm. I, lust is more of emotion than love is because the idea of you want to get with somebody you know a relationship whatever but it all comes down to sex you know it ain't so much sharing your life or being with somebody it's the idea of you know getting the sex but i'm not saying that's everybody but i'm saying that's what i i, I see the a lot of the other younger folks, you know, that's what their 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 goal is, you know, just to get into get into the um the sex thing. But now, like well, I, I always thought of getting somebody's pants, but you know, it's not you always know, about I, that, you know. But I but you know, but I get that because you know, I at one time I was a you know twenty year old doing those things, you know. It's like mm-hmm. you know, but the idea is like um. So I don't believe that love is actually an emotion. I think love is a concept, and it's the same thing with hate, you know, everything else. But now self loathing. Um, I think to me is a strong emotion because sometimes I do have self-loathing, but at the same time, I have things that outweigh my negatives, but it doesn't keep me um, away from my negatives um, because I embrace all of those at the same time. Because I have a, I have a lot of concepts on my own inner inner now, demons, my own depression, right. my own negativities, my own mental afflictions, and everything. But I embrace mm-hmm. them all of those at the same time. Instead of trying mm-hmm. to fight them, I embrace them and work with them. So now. Mm-hmm. You talk to um, the 20 and 30 year olds and it's like, um, how many people have you come across that really can't not live alone? Um, I think it, it comes out. It happens a lot, actually. Um, and it, it usually ties into some sort of um, childhood need that was not met. Uh, in a lot of cases, when when our needs are not met as children and even myself, um, I've, I've had to come to grips with some of those things. But when our needs are not met as children. It, it makes it difficult to have healthy attachments when we become adults, right? And then okay, so I, I want to I want to ask this right quick. You know, you talk about you know childhood needs not met. You know, that kind of mm-hmm. like plays akin to me. You know, um, mm-hmm. not to put this out there, <laughs> um, but um, you ever you know you ever heard of the term pitch hit for fatherless children? I was one of those fatherless children. I had a pastor preach that years ago, you know, pitch hit for mm-hmm. fatherless children, meaning children who that lost their father by a death or because their father chose to be a deadbeat. My father mm-hmm. did not die. He chose mm-hmm. to be a deadbeat, you know, mm-hmm. just putting that out there, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, I do kind of like have attachment issues, you know, myself, mm-hmm. you know, and I ain't ashamed to admit that. Cause mm-hmm. I do, I still do wish my dad was there, but you know I'm grown now. I can't go back and rehash my past. Mm-hmm. I tried to reconnect with my dad in 2014, but it went sour because of the fact of I, I am trying to be nice. Took my took myself all the way across country to Arizona, thinking 
oh, things are going to be rosy and peachy. Man, this <laughs> turned out to be a total, you know, um, yeah. I don't want to, I, I want to, I want to keep it clean, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to use no foul language, but it, it was just like that, you know. I ended yeah. up having to buy almost a $400 plane ticket to fly all the way back home just because the situation went sour like that. Mm. Absolutely. People, people were warning me. Yeah, I, but I still think that you, I, I don't think you're wrong for going. And I think that you should think about or consider reaching out to your father again at some point in time. Maybe not going to where he lives, but reaching out to him and letting him know that you need some closure. Um, because at the end of the day, there's like we just talked about a childhood wounds that you need healed in order for you to be able to at least start to have or start to be able to have healthy connections and healthy relationships. And you just said you had children, right? Oh, no, no, no. I don't have any. I do. I got my kids are all grown. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry about that. But if I mean, if oh, that's no. something that ends up end up down the line, then you want to be able to teach your children the healthy ways to to interact with people and not necessarily have some of the, <laughs> the, the unhealthy characteristics way on them, way off on them. And right. now, um, I don't. My biggest thing is I don't want to be like my father whenever I choose to have children. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that's why I just said, like for you, I think you still. You still want to have that that conversation with him, whether it goes wrong or right. I wouldn't even judge the conversation for being wrong or right. I would judge the conversation for some, being something that you need in order to have closure and in order for you not to end up like him when you in when in the future. Right. See, um, I got I gotta I gotta agree to disagree on that one because I gotta I guess a similar situation, but not really. Okay, like my growing up, um, I've heard several, well, three different country stories about why my father was never around. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I heard that um, he um, cheated on my mom. She kicked him out. I heard that um, she found out he was she was pregnant. He left. I found out other things, but I'm like, but I got my baby book from when I was born, and his handwriting's in there. So he was there when I was born. So I've heard different stories, but uh, mm -hmm. I never knew my biological father at all. I've only known um, my mom's boyfriends and my stepfather, who I've had since I was seven years old. All right, mm -hmm. so um, I've I've had a male role model in my life, you know, all you know, all my life, but it's like. That closure of why find out what why he left or whatever. I have went on those searches uh, in my twenties, mm thirties, -hmm. but um, over the past uh, 10, 15 years, it does not matter to me if I find closure. I, I really don't care to mm -hmm. find out why he left or what the real story was because I'm I'm basically living my life now. You know, I'm living mm -hmm. my life. You know, and trying to move forward. So I don't look at those. You know, why did he leave? Why was he never around? And now I did ask those questions. I did want. So my closure came to the point where I had to self-realize it doesn't matter why he left. So mm -hmm. Rob, I got some advice for you. Um, okay. Don't try to figure out why he left or what what the reason was. Just try to um, communicate with him and you know let him know what you're doing nowadays. You know, say hey, this is what I'm up to. You know, if you're interested, this is what I'm doing. Um, you know, I watch buses i watch trains i do these things i talk to these people i play video games you know then find out what he does yep. don't don't try to figure out you know what the whole situation was because it's always going to be that whole you know yeah this person's story that person's story then the truth so it it but if you actually want closure just yep. um let him know that hey i'm around you want to talk i'm cool with that yeah like for a minute like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and put this out there when I ran into him a few years ago, 
I had talked with him off and on, met him a couple of times up in his home state of Ohio, which is where my sisters are from as well. They were born there. My home state is Kentucky. Alright. So I used I used to go back and forth visiting my sisters and then that's when I had met back with him and I found out what he does. You know, he draws, you know, checks like I do, but my thing is he likes to drink and the last time I saw him he, he smelled like a brewery. Which is kinda like the other reason why I kinda stepped away from him, you know what I mean? Oh I know. I've heard also conflicting stories about, you know, um why he left. My mom says, you know, he chose to live, leave on his own. He says that the dude, you know, she's dealing with right now ran him off. It's a whole bunch of, it's just too many conflicting stories. You know what I mean? And that's the end. See, and there it is. What, uh, like I said, my advice is, like I said, is, you know, don't try to figure out what happened. Just pretty much, you know, move forward and say, this is what I'm up to nowadays. You know, I don't really... I'm, I'm, you might still want to know the truth, but I'm letting you know if, you know, and like we talked about last week, truth will set you free. Uh, but that truth yep. right there, it might be a dead dog. You know what I'm saying? It might be chasing a dragon that you'll never find. So the right. idea is for you to move forward and be like, all you, I'm the, all you, you look at the, um, the plain truth. Um, he wasn't in my life. I don't know why I need to move forward. You know, that, that kind of deal. But if you still want to know, that's going to be your personal journey, though. No, I think I don't right now. I think, you know, with the whole drinking situation and he felt like oh, a yeah. brewery. Yeah. Oh, I say, but eventually he might come up with the idea of, you know, I mean, he, he might have the um, epiphany of whatever, of the um, inclination to go, I'm going to tell you what really happened. You know, like um, my kids, um, me and her, me and their mom split up when they were around, you know, 11, 12 years old. But I've always been around my kids no matter what. And I've always right. told them why we split up. You know, I, I, I yep. told them. Now, it took her years to finally tell the truth why we split up. Because she'd always tell different stories about why I wasn't around and this and that. And, that, and they'd always tell me. And I'm like, well, here, I'm going to let you know what the real reason was. And I'm not saying I was a victim. Um, I'm just saying that I had a part to play in this situation. But we split up basically because it was not healthy yep. for anybody anybody right so but, so, yeah, but, it, took, but um, it took her a few years to actually tell them the truth about why we split up right so tyrone so what do you um so like in this situation when we've explained both of our situations you know what's your take on that you know i i think there's some points on both sides that's good like like uh like the gentleman just said there uh, there comes a certain point in life where it's you're never going to find the answer to it if someone does not want to offer the answer. Very good. Very right. good. Right. But at, the, but at the same time, there's also talk to each other and pump each other up. But if you're being realistic, there are days where you really want that closure, right? You really want to know why he wasn't there or whatever the case may be. So I've been there. I, but you, it, you, you have to decide what to do what's, what's best for you personally. Right. Yeah. Figure out what what works best for you, and then move with that. All uh, right. So totally agree with. So relationship advice. Um, <laughs> don't if you hold on. What, what's the what's the old saying? You ain't got to buy the cow if you're getting milk free. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um. Okay. On a serious note. All right. So. 
what do you, um, I have this friend that's, you know, in a relationship. You know, the girl kind of likes to snap at him from time to time for no reason. Um, I've been, well, shoot, he's been taking it with a grain of salt. I was going to ask, you know, what does he, what does this person, you know, need to do to continually try to make this relationship as healthy as possible? And she's snapping at him as in like, like going off on him? Yeah. Um, I think, first of all, is it, do you know why she's going off on him or is it just something that he's telling you? Ah, um, good point. Good point. Good point. So this friend, you know, started to be as nice as can be to this person, told them several times that this person, that, that he's not going anywhere, you know, um, that, you know, mm-hmm. he has no reason to, you know, make, make her feel insecure, you know? Um, I mm-hmm. just, you know, I, I just, you know, tell them to take it with a grain of salt, you know, and just, you know, let it be, but there's only so much this person can take, you know? Now, um, got a question for Tyrone yeah, here because I wouldn't, but that would, that wouldn't be my advice there. All right. Uh, well, I just, my question for Tyrone here, because some a situation like they have, you know, the idea of, you know, couples and marriage counselors and everything, because you always need, oh, I don't think you always need, but it's a good idea to have a mediator. You know, someone to go between, but you have to be in the same room to have a conversation. Like, I'm pretty sure when you have your counseling sessions with people, it's easier to talk to a group of people instead of one-on-one and get different versions of a story. So, Rob, your situation is that guy and that girl needs to have a third-person party, and they talk about why, you know, why she's snapping or why he feels she's snapping, you know, that kind of deal. Because they're, right. yeah. they're, they're not going to tell—they're not going to tell each other what their problem is. They're just going to continue on and be like, "Oh, she's snapping at me." Well, he says I'm snapping at him, so they really won't communicate with each other. They need to have a third person, at least in my opinion, they need to have a third person mediator to help them communicate with each other. That, right. Yeah, that's an, that's an option. Or it's you can also ask if she feels that that um, angry and upset within the relationship. You can ask her to seek therapy within herself, right? Because oh yeah, if, oh, he, I mean, well, if he's if yeah. he's doing everything that that he's supposed to be doing for the relationship, and he's giving his all to the relationship, and she still feels like that's not enough, and she has to snap on him, and he's still cheating or or be accusing him of things, then at at some point you got to realize that that's a, a, a self-awareness issue and she may need to seek professional mental health help as well. Or she might need to move on or he might need to move on. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. not everybody's supposed to be together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah it's, right. it's good. It's good for a short period of time or whatever, but the magic wears off. What do you do when the magic wears off? That's where, see, that's where I'm at in my life right now because me and my lady, we share a life together. We live in the same house. We sleep in the same bed. We occupy space, but we do our own things. You know, we are not on top of each other. We're not, you know, snuggling and cuddling. But we are very, you know, compassionate and affectionate. We love each other. But like I said, it's the idea of um, I can be in, in my room watching my shows, doing the podcast, playing my games. She can be in another room playing games or watching her shows or playing on the phone, you know. So we, we occupy and share the same life, but we do our own thing. So um, like I said, that's where I'm at now. So it's the idea of even like marriage. I have never believed in the idea of marriage because that's just a piece of paper saying that you get, we break up, you get half my shit. That, that's all it means to me. But the idea of sharing a life with somebody is knowing how to share, how, how to be you for you. Yeah, yeah. That's the best, that's the best advice, you know, ever else. 
Oh, I've no, got no, this one I thing. That's the advice. Like I said, I, I just know that what worked for me. You know, that's what I tell mm. people all the time, even on our show. I, you don't have to believe in what I say. You got to believe in, you know, you. Even if you doubt it, because I'm saying I doubt myself sometimes. If, even if you doubt yourself, you got to find out. You know, so you got to find self awareness. That you know the whole idea. And mm-hmm. I don't like to say I don't remember if y'all if y'all remember back in the eighties, like I was a kid. There was a group called Est, and it was EST, yep. and it was like seminars because you know no radio. I mean, no YouTube, no videos, no podcasts. But it was grown folks sitting around, you know, talking about their problems to complete strangers, and they would talk about right. their depression or their self loathing and the the. The coaches, you know, the the speaker seminar piece speak whatever, will try to give them encouragement on how to build their lives better. So I mean, the idea is, can people find the courage within themselves without help? You know, that's always the thing I'm always asking myself, and I was like, that's why I keep sharing. Absolutely, I think you you ha- I think you you have to too. Not only is it can you you have to because ultimately. Um, even myself, like I'll, I'll put myself out there. I can, I can tell you it, it, not anything, but as, as much uplifting and, and, and positive feedback and information as you possibly can get. But it's up to you to then take that information and translate it into your being right into someone who's confident, who is courageous, who is, who is willing to take what life is throwing at right. them and still, still have optimism. I, I've got I've got this one question, and I asked Bev this, you know, before, you know, on our regular podcast, you know, um, see if you can um, um, pick up on this. Um, if I if you don't mind me calling you Ty, um, mm-hmm. see if you can pick up on this. Um, how can you how can you love someone else if you don't love yourself? I don't think. Yeah, you I can gave properly. my answer. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think you can properly love someone else if you don't love yourself because then you don't you don't quite have the the total understanding and full understanding of what love is if you don't love yourself. Right. And see, I like I said, yeah, I, I agree, disagree because okay, like my personal thing itself, like I said, I have sometimes of heavy negative burdens. You know, I have self-loathing. I have, you know, a lot of these negative mm-hmm. things about myself, but I still mm-hmm. respect myself. I still, you know, care about myself. I try to, you know, do what I can to, you know, um, self-preservation, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not so much self-love, but I still know how to care for others. I think mm-hmm. I know how to care for others more than I do my own self. Uh, yeah. That makes any sense. I, I now, mm-hmm. I've been that way all my life. I, I've been the person that was trying to help other people before I help myself, even if it, it mm-hmm. harmed me in the, in the process mm-hmm. or I would somehow lose out or somehow it affected me negatively. I still would try to help other people. And that, that's what I was when I was growing up. Now mm-hmm. I took the whole world, then changed it to a smaller world. But now I'm at the point in my life where it's a smaller, smaller world. So it's like, I'm not trying to help everybody in the world, but um, I do hope that everybody in the world tries to help themselves at one point. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's all about your, your spirit of influence, right? You can only affect so much, like you can only affect what's what's going on in our world so much. So you you do the best you can at affecting the things that you can affect and everything else you you leave to God, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. don't get it. Okay. <laughs> now, same thing. Um, I don't know if Rob has told you about me and everything, but um, I'm into esoteric. I'm in the occult. I'm into a lot of mysticism. I'm into a lot of spirituality. I'm into a lot of different things. So mm-hmm. I do understand that idea of, you know, giving your um, self over to one deity. But uh, me, I, I give, I shout out to all of them, you know, no matter what the deity mm-hmm. is, 
what mm-hmm. they did to God, to God, the angel. I mean, I gave mm-hmm. out everything. And I even have a thing where I've actually been trying to work on this for um, about a year now. I'm actually trying to bring together different religious um, ideologies. Like, mm-hmm. okay, basic idea is Satanism, witchcraft, and Christianity. I think they all three need to get back together and somehow get their heads in there, out of their asses, because they got a lot of great concepts and a lot of different things. But mm-hmm. for some reason, they bicker and fight more than politicians do. You know, so it's like I, I've been on that path for about a year now trying to get it's like you need to talk to each other. You know, like y'all got some great ideas, but your yeah. head asses, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's it. That's it. I'll, I'll leave that battle to you, man. That's it. That's it. Hundreds of years battle that's been going on. Oh, century. I mean, by beginning of time. Tragic. Beginning of time. But I, I, yeah, that's, that's the whole idea. But I, I, I would really like to see. You know, different ideologies come together and just have a conversation because, like I said, mm-hmm. they're different. They have different um, ideas that are really great, but they got their heads stuck up their asses. I'm like, ah, you're killing me. So that's why I can't, you know, put my faith behind one set of um, um, theories or ideas. I look at them all. Right, right. I look at everything. Yeah. Because I, I see a lot of different things in there. And like I said, myself, I do live with a lot of negativity, but I embrace those negativities as, as part of my fuel. Because I don't try right, to right. push them away. If I push them away, try to bury them, they, they get stronger and stronger. They want to fight back. Mm-hmm. So if I embrace them, they come out. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm a self-proclaimed asshole. I'm not going to lie. But I have never lied to anybody about that at all. I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm just an asshole. That's all I am. But at the same time, I do like to share positivity mm-hmm. to get people, you know, to look at things differently, if you will. I don't like to share. Right. And Rob knows me. Uh, absolutely. About three years now. Three years now. I do not yeah. uh, share bullshit with people. I do it because Rob thinks I talk about conspiracies. I'm like, yeah, but my conspiracies are different from everybody else's. I look at patterns. I connect the dots. I follow, you know, um, lines. I look at things, you know, differently. So I don't mm-hmm. look at, you know. Yeah, you don't want to go down no rabbit holes that, you know, don't lead, <laughs> don't lead to anywhere. You know? Yeah, same thing. It's like I don't care if the aliens, you know, blew up JFK or they kidnapped the towers or you know who did this. And I, that that's not because those are all things that people got to figure out for themselves. But I look at patterns. I look at connecting dots. I look at lines. I look at you know you know different things like that. So I don't try to call out. Well, you know this person did this and that. Da da da. I'm like, yeah, but why? Well, I don't care why. Well, that's see to me. It's always the key is why. Because it's always, even as a kid, you know, you ask questions. Why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? You know, you ask questions about why. But then you get to the but, point. Um, I was going to say something right quick. And uh, Tyrone, you're um, my, my co-host over here. Or not my co-host, my main host over here. Because he's one, he's the founder of the whole PSC Gases, if I may throw that out there. I always says this, you know, when it comes to different things, you know, no matter what it is, you know. Even if you agree to disagree on some things, form your own opinion. You know what I mean? Don't go believe what everybody Form your own opinion. Yeah, do your own research. Form your own opinion. Yeah, it's cool to listen to everybody else, but form your own opinion. I tell you, it's a, it does work out. Absolutely. I agree 100% with that. So, okay, um, got a question then about relationships and love and everything. Now, have you ever, like, counseled anybody who is an introvert or an outcast or a loner? You know, anybody like that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I get people like that quite often. Um, and it's, it's, it's not uncommon. Again, like I said earlier, it's, it's all about what you've been exposed to as a child, right? If you, if you've been taught to be sociable and you've had, um, exciting experiences that didn't result in abuse or anything like that, 
then usually you grow up to be a fairly sociable person. If you've had those type of experiences that are negative as a child, then you, right. you may be averse to coming out of your shell. Okay, now I'm yeah. uh, like I said, I'm asking because okay, like the idea of an introvert, you know, or a loner or an outcast, they really don't have anybody. You know, like a hermit, they don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. Do they want to find love, or do they want to find love within themselves? I mean, when you talk to them, I mean, what, what are they actually looking for? I think the the first thing it, it's not even what they want to find; it's what they what you identify or you help them to identify, right? It's not even about what they because they're not gonna. If someone's an introvert and they're shy, they're not going to say, hey, this is what I need to work on or this is what's going on. It, it usually takes some type of relationship building. And with the relationship building, you start to see that they need help with becoming sociable. Right. So you start to do right, little right. things like go outside or go to gatherings where they usually typically are anxious or nervous to be around a group of people. You start to introduce them to those type of settings and get them comfortable with those type of settings. And as you get comfortable being a sociable because naturally we're human beings. So we're built to be sociable. As you get someone who's an introvert to be sociable, they'll understand the value in relationships and having relationships with others. So that's my goal when I coach introverts. Now, what if they don't want a relationship? I mean, do you try to coach them in defining a relationship? Because like I said, the idea yeah, of yeah, or an outcast, you know, a, a basically a hermit is someone who understands themselves so much that they don't need anybody in their life. They can live their lives by themselves. So, I mean, could you coach someone in like that to find somebody else? Or, I mean, do they are cool with just being themselves? I mean, there, I would say there are, it's very, very few and far in between that people are actually want to be a loner and actually want to be them by themselves. It's usually, really? and yes, I know a lot <laughs> because there's an experience that's tied with that. Right. Like it might be that person might enjoy being a loner, but they had an experience that makes them want to say, you know what? I don't want to interact with people. I don't want to be oh, around. Yeah, people. Same thing. Yeah, right. Do you understand that piece of it? Right. So there's that jaded element of it. Once you get that jaded, jaded element of it out in the open it, it now it becomes OK to have conversations with others because there's no longer that burden that you're carrying. Right. Now, I've heard, um, you know, a lot of different stories over my own half a century from different people. And the idea is, you know, it's a reoccurring theme. You know, mm-hmm. uh, someone actually experiences, you know, um, the idea of a childhood trauma or abuse mm-hmm. or whatever. But they get so accustomed to that. That's what they look for in relationships. So they actually relationship after relationship, you know, it can be, you know, 10 relationships mm-hmm. and all of them fail because of the same reason. But now so uh- they keep trying and trying. Is it when is it time to stop looking for a relationship of what you're used to? Um, I think when you become aware of it, because you see it happen a lot and you might say something like, oh, well, this person is stupid or I don't know why they still stay with this person. Or, But once something becomes a pattern or a habit as a human being, it's it becomes a part of us. Right. Once we have habits, it just it becomes second nature. So hopping in those type of relationships become second nature to that person that continually does that but bringing it to their awareness making them 100 percent aware that these are the patterns that are happening in your relationship and this is why you keep seeing the same guy or the same girl just in a different name or a different body type something like that it's because you're not paying attention to the patterns that are going on in a relationship and once you have awareness to it it's up to you to decide okay am i going to change this behavior or am i going to continue to display it Right. Um, you, and you uh, touched on a lot of things that, you know, 
coming up, I had to um, deal with. And it wasn't just, uh, you know, father leaving. It's like watching your mom go through an abusive relationship. Because, you know, yeah. you know that kind of yeah. spoke to me right there, you know. Mm-hmm. That spoke mm-hmm. to me, you know, because of the fact of um, I witnessed my mom go through a relationship and still still is witnessing my mom going through that, you know, from mm-hmm. always somebody out here running the streets, you know, um, still got that street nature in them, even after they've done time behind bars in the Kentucky mm-hmm. Department of Corrections, and you come out at almost 60 years old, and you still ain't changed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Go ahead. That's it. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, again, just, just reiterating my point that I just made, you, you get those patterns and behaviors, right? You Even the gentleman that just came out of jail, he's still not changing his behavior because He's not. He's either not aware of it, or he's been made aware of it, and he's not confident and not confident enough. And it, it, it might not. It might not just be not listening. Because I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, being that I'm a coach, I usually have to. Um, but yeah. it's not just not listening. He may not be confident enough to be that good person that everyone wants him to be. He's so used to being this this uh, jailbreaker or, the, or this jail person, this rule breaker, somebody who's willing to risk their life. In order to be in jail, he's so used to being that person that it's comfortable now, right? Yeah. And being anything right. else besides that is now uncomfortable. Yeah, he is so comfortable with his self-loathing that it's the only way he knows how to be. Exactly. And now it's a part of his existence. He's got to find a way out of it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's where people yeah, like, you know, like I said, life coaches come in because they give people advice. But I'm, And they always go back to the same idea. Can we do these things for ourselves or do we need help? So, I mean, I do appreciate anybody that goes out there. And try to give people advice. Um, but my thing is always when we talk about as many times on the show is uh, I have a problem with people using it for the wrong way. Alert. Spatial anomaly in progress. You know. All right, hang on. PS Universe, um, for some reason Tyrone dropped out, but I'm hoping he gets back on because like I said, I do want to bring up the idea that some people have a lot of, you know, expanded knowledge, experience, and wisdom, but they'll use it the wrong way. So, I mean, there are people in this world that that will be consider themselves a guru, a teacher, instructor, even a coach, whatever, and they will use it the wrong way. I'm not saying Tyrone's like that, but I, I always have problems with anybody that um, uses it the wrong way. And I always bring up the same idea of David Koresh, because David Koresh, knew the Bible backwards and forwards. He knew every verse, but you've seen what he did at Waco. You know, he encouraged, you know, underage sex. He encouraged, you know, all these things. But it's like he was doing it under the word of God and all that. So it's like I, I have a problem with anybody that uses wisdom and knowledge in a negative way. I mean, that's the same thing with me. I have a lot of wisdom and knowledge, but I don't bring people to bullshit. You know, I try to give them the truth because it, it's harsh. I know, I know reality is harsh, but... That's just the way life really is, though. Right, life, right. Yeah, life is not rainbows and unicorns, man. It's race rays and bob wire bats. <laughs> it really is. It's not all bad, but a lot of it is, and you got to be aware of it. You know, that's the whole thing. I wonder if he's coming back on. Right. Uh, I don't know if we had a drop out. Let me message him right quick. I'm sorry, your answer must be in the form of a question. But thank you for playing. It's like Jeopardy. Do, 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 Yeah, he says he's on Skype. I'm trying to call him in. Sorry about that, P.S. Universe. 
But then again, we always have kind of some kind of flips and flops and flow ups, and we're pretty yeah. much expected now. They hit something; they'll go wrong. It's not a good show, right? I think we got some pretty good stuff out of them. Oh yeah, well, I, like I, said, I still got um, one more question for him, but I want to wait till he gets back on. And like I said, if anything, yeah. I can I can do all and edit, or I can leave it in the show. It depends on what happens, right? But, but other than that, PS Universe says, well, um, we have time to talk about this. Oh, no. It says Tyrone's unavailable. Let's see if he comes back in. But since we are time, have time to talk about this, um, Sunday will be the live um, streaming from StreamYard to Facebook Live to the podcast convention with the PS Universe. PS, you got this, presenting the Paranoia Playhouse. And I'll be doing a live stream. And Rob said he's going to get on with me. So you never know. Uh, y'all can check that out. Uh, I'll turn that yep. into thing. There he is. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know what just happened. Oh no worries, no worries. I'm studio, You're fine. I entered the studio with my with my people, and I, I guess I dropped it. Oh yeah. no worries. Well, like I said, uh, we were just talking about some um, things coming up on Sunday, but um, we do get it going. But I do have one more question for you though, because yes, speaking sir. of you know, like the twenty and thirty year olds, and I've seen uh-huh. it over the past decade is um, it's not so much a trend, but the idea of um, you know, um, pansexuals or um, polygamy, you know, um, everybody, you know. Having uh-huh. multiple partners and everything. You ever coach anybody like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I it, I think that works for people too. Um, oh yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. You know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, absolutely. I it's for everybody, it's not for everybody. No, 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 not I'm for pretty everybody. Sure that it does work. Yeah, I mean, it works for right. some people, and and not just from the perspective of like the sexual aspects of it. it there's also the the support piece. The, the, yeah, yeah the yeah. support just being able to support each other right like if you have kids now you have someone to assist with child care and someone to be there to to be available to nurture and things along those lines too now um what's the okay um i, I know it's usually multiple you know relationships kind of deal going on simultaneously but um can there be like six people at the same time share relationships i mean yeah Sure. If okay. it works, okay. if yeah. it works for them, I don't. I mean, personally, I don't. Right, 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 right. I don't right. think That's we need say. to restrict ourselves to to societal standards, right? I think oh, and that, that same, one thing that. Thing here. Well, see, that's I'm why cool we get. That's why we get. Having, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm cool with the, the monogamy relationship, you know, because I love my lady. I, we love our lives. I'm not interested in anybody else. It's like I'm, you know, <clears throat> past those days in my lifetime. But I, I can see myself, you know, around 25 years old. I can see myself around 25 year old, you know, dating three, four girls. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done that thing, but mm-hmm. it, back then it was the idea of not telling each girl about other girls. Yeah, you know, no, that, nowadays, that, that's, it, but nowadays it's so comfortable that you know a girl can date three guys and they're cool with it. You know, yeah, the whole idea. yeah. But I, I, but I do know that jealousy does come in somewhere. I'm just not sure where. So yeah, I, I, I'm right. curious about those things. Yeah, I would imagine it does, but I mean, that's with any relationship, right? Those yeah, are just that's simply, just human nature. Yeah, yeah exactly, human nature. exactly, yeah. exactly. Like jealousy, envy, um, right. insecurities. Those all are gonna, they're all gonna come up at some point in time within any relationship. So it's all about being comfortable in your relationship and being comfortable with understanding that there are people that just won't get it. Oh yeah, I love- yeah. Even like you even say support, you know, because I mean, you take an idea of two guys and two girls all dating each other in different times, you know, it uh-huh. doesn't matter how they do it. Even if someone feels like, well, I'm not getting enough enough of their time, you know, well, one person can say, well, this is what's going on here. Let's have a, you know, a, um, 
uh, conversation about it. I'm communicating about have it. Have a powwow, you know. So yeah, yeah. Have a, there you go. Have a powwow. That's the that's the whole idea. Because um, even if you have a close relationship with just one, what two people, you still need to communicate. So even if you expand out and have multiple people, you have to communicate. You can't sell, let Precisely. someone know. You can't, you know, put them on the back burner. You can't be like, well, just sit there. We'll get back to you when we can. No, you because the relationship is you got to <laughs> share, no matter how many folks it is. Yep. You no. Know? Yep. Spot on. You're right, and that's all. It's about the communication. And as long as you guys are doing what works for you, um, screw what anybody else thinks, for lack of better words. And, 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 and that's you know, and it goes back to the childhood thing because yeah, there's a lot of grown folks nowadays that want to tell their family members about what they're into because they mm-hmm. feel they'll be judged or to be, you know, uh, ostracized yep. or be cast out. But yep. you're living your life. See, I thought tell, but you're living your life for you. No matter if it's if you want to be happy, if you want to be alone, if you want to be an outcast, if you want to be, you know, situated in a situation where you want to live your life. No one really can tell you how to live your life. They can only uh, um, judge you for it. But does it really matter what they think, though? You know, yeah. That, yeah. that's always that's always my thing. But some people do respect their elders' thoughts and wishes, because like um, me and Rob talk about this many a times. Is like in high school, I dated this girl. Now, her parents knew me prior to her first boyfriend, which was a friend of mine, so they knew who I was. But now me and her dated, and then when they met my dad, they told her we had to break up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, so what kind of bullshit is it that your parents are gonna make you break up with somebody because? He don't, they don't like, you know, the other guy's parents. You know, that kind yeah, of thing. But that's, yeah. that's kid stuff, though. But, I mean, that still does work you know, in grown folks, though, because I've seen grown folks in their 30s and 40s, and their parents are like, well, I don't want you dating so-and-so because I don't like them. And then yeah. they leave them. You know, yeah. like, but, yeah, yeah but yeah. now you're alone, and your parents are just sitting there going, I, I ain't got nothing to do with you now. You know, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. And remember, we talked about confidence earlier, having a confidence in being able to step outside your comfort zone. So that's one of the examples, right? It doesn't matter what people think of you or of like, your relationship. As long as it makes you happy and it works for you, then that's all that matters. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh-huh. but dude, we do got to get going on here. Rob, you got anything else for time room before we head up out of here? Um, um, I want to say thanks for agreeing to the interview. And... Um, it was been it's been it's been real talking with you. Thank you, know, thank you fellas. I appreciate of, it, man. You gave a lot of uh, good advice, and you know I have to say to um, my main host, the founder of the PS, you got this in the PS universe over here, Mister Reverend Fry Daddy. Thank you, you know, for coming with me, you know, on this interview. Uh, oh yeah, but I will here if. We agree to uh, do agree at some point to have another interview at any time in the future. I will have to let him know within two weeks. No, oh, yeah, okay. that's, that's what I told Rob. I say like, anytime you set up an interview with somebody, um, let them know. Hey, are you available in two weeks? Because I've, okay. I've been on myself. I've been um, I've been interviewed um, three or four times. I actually been on three Canadian shows, and um, I've been on one oh, show nice. that was here um, local in America. But um, they would always um, one of them actually had to wait three months. In order to get on the interview, and even like um tomorrow or Sunday for the um, podcast convention, I set uh-huh. this up back in January. Uh-huh. You know, I signed up back in January for this thing coming up. So I was tell Rob, you know, if you get somebody who wants to be um interviewed or guest on our show, ask them, are you available in two weeks? That way, it gives us time to yeah. schedule on both sides. Absolutely, I understand that. But All right, yeah, well, uh, you fellas have a good rest of your evening. Oh, well, hang on. All right. 
So hang on, uh, P.S. Universe. Again, this is Tyrone Dixon with um, the Quality of Love podcast, and you can yeah. find him. He is a certified um, love and relationship coach, and out there, um, really, really good stuff. Like I said, I went back and listened to some older episodes, and really good stuff out there. But always, and, and not trying to take away your thunder at all, but formulate your own opinion. You know, that's the whole idea behind it. Absolutely, you know? that's it. But definitely get a check out because I mean you you talk a lot of things and 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 I didn't want to say anything through the show but I mean from what I heard over the, over the episodes is you learn how to learn over the years and then you learn how to share the things you have learned. Absolutely. All right. All right. You have a good night. All right. You have a great one and you know oh yeah. I'll be chatting with you again over Facebook. You know, feel free to you know hang out on my friends list. You know what I mean? Okay, gotcha. Well, I'm not on there. I'm not. I'm not on social media, so you can't find me. I'm out there. <laughs> I'm out there in Kashik Theater, man. I'm out there in the universe. But yeah, y'all say goodnight, to folks. We out of here. All right, we love y'all. Peace. How did you get three girls? Where's the third one go?